0: Long talk radio. You
1: ready? All right, good morning. All right, let's take a red hymn book out. Let's stand to our feet. And let's start at number 72. My Savior's Love for Me.
2: I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me. A sinner condemned, unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, And my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful, Is my Savior's love for me. For me it was in the garden, He prayed not my will but thy, He had no tears for his own, griefs but sweat, drops of blood for mine. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. The fourth stanza. He took my sins and my sorrows, he made them his very own. He bore the burdens to Calvary and suffered and died alone. When we
1: Aren't you glad he loves you? It's sure sure good to be loved by Jesus, amen? Good to see you this morning in the house of God, amen? Amen. We got visitors this morning in here, and it's sure good. I think they put him to work, though. Yeah, I know. Well, he's not really a visitor, but I mean, (laughs) but anyway, we got folks here that ain't normally here on Sunday morning, and we're sure glad that you are, amen? Sure good to have Robert and Jamie and them here this morning, amen? It's good to see Brother Tony and Tammy back after being gone last week. We missed y'all. And uh, it's good to see Linda here this morning. Amen. And you know what? We're going to have a wedding this week. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to have a wedding. <laughs> Amen. Puppy love on the back row back here. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all need to keep an eye on them back here. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> they a little
2: past puppy stage,
1: aren't they? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna fix all of it up this week, though. So Wednesday night, uh I'm gonna do a very, very short uh message and then we're gonna have well, I may not even do a message. I don't know, brother. I'm not planning you know, you realize this Sunday morning. Wednesday's a long way off. Okay, oh, that's right. Things have changed, by the way. of changes. But anyway, Wednesday we're gonna meet here and we'll have something and then we're gonna have a wedding and then and then we'll well we'll go back yonder then won't we? Amen. And we'll have a reception, and and I guess they can just go to Subway or something, wherever they want to go. <laughs> Big world. They're gonna leave out into on Wednesday night. But anyway, yeah. But uh, anyway, we just praise God. Glad, so glad, so glad that, that Dan and Anya found each other, and and uh, we just praying they're gonna be happy and enjoy wedded bliss. Amen. And we look forward to that this Wednesday. Uh, any of, any prayer requests? Yes, Tammy. Yes,
0: I like for Kayla. Kaylee had it. She's young. Uh, she's probably in her early 20s. Uh, she's had, like, several miscarriages, and then she, she thought she had a miscarriage, and they called it a molar pregnancy. Ooh. And in this molar pregnancy, now she's thinking she could possibly have cancer. So, Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah, it's not good. Her mom was talking to me and Kaylee yesterday. And How old is
1: she? She's in her. I bet she's not
0: even 25. I mm. would not she would. And um, she just wants the baby. I mean, she's yeah. been trying and trying and like, she's had several miscarriages. Right. pregnant with twins and had miscarriages there. And then she got pregnant. And her HG uh, level, uh, hormone levels, was like, mm-hmm. over 200,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that was not normal. And that's just what the blood work reads. And he says they keep being high so they have to have chemo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they might even have to have mm-hmm. So we just need to pray that the, numbers go down, right? she'll be able to... Yeah, he worked at the place. He used to
3: work. I know. She used to work, used used work.
1: To work for us.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah,
1: she waitressed for us when we had a restaurant.
0: Yeah, and she worked at
3: the
1: Yeah, place. I know her husband, Devin. Yeah. yeah, sure do. She was really sad. Her mother was really upset. She's
0: like, I'm going to have to
1: wait to talk to you because, you know, I'll start crying. Right. So, well, okay. we will lift her up in prayer. Absolutely. Kay- Kaylee <laughs> Pettit. Uh, and I know you got... A praise report, don't you?
0: Um, I've actually got three updates for people that are on here.
2: Okay, go right ahead. Um, I
0: already told you
1: about
0: Gabby, but mm-hmm. um, there's a video posted on her Facebook page that she was outside walking around yesterday with the no
1: white pole. She's had a heart transplant, y'all. Yeah, she
0: had a heart transplant <laughs> six
1: or seven days ago. Yeah, we were, remember, we were praying, you know, help her, help this little girl because she needs a heart transplant. Well, she got a heart. And not only did she get a heart, it took, and she's up walking around outside the hospital with no with no IV. <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe she got IV, but she didn't have the pole. But she's out walking around doing her own thing. So praise God. I mean, listen, we ought to give God some praise. We hear enough negative stuff, but that that's God answering a prayer, and we need to give Him praise for that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, Miss Charlotte. I, I'm not going to cut you off. I'll get back to you. All
0: right. I'm sorry. I went to Doctor Grayson's house, and I got a good report. Ready?
1: Amen. Love praise reports. Yes, let's Go ahead.
0: Okay. And Bill and Deborah Killian. Mm -hmm. Um Bill has been recovered and out and about for two or three weeks
1: now. Deborah
0: was transferred to a hospital in Dallas that she could get physical therapy. And she's been there for several weeks and her expected home date is the twentieth.
1: All right. Amen.
0: And then the last one is Gary Pelletier, my uncle. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't have an update for today yet, mm-hmm. but yesterday's update was he was sitting up, he ate breakfast, he's walking to the bathroom on his own, and he's begging for a laptop so he can say
2: time people. <laughs> Amen.
1: Yes, Miss Miss Taylor. Yes, absolutely. Pray everything goes smooth and, and won't be long, will it? What's the due date? December. December. Goodness, you're coming right up to the, like somebody said this morning. A woman is getting ready to have her baby. She says, whatever his name is, he's coming in hot. So <laughs> they were on their way to the hospital. So it won't be long. Y'all be feeling that way. Um, yes. Uh huh. Absolutely. We're praying for Gabby. Praying for Gabby. Uh, I got a prayer request, too. Um, my stepmother, uh, her name is Renee. Renee Osuna, her dad, Harold Smith, who used to pastor out here at Lane's Chapel at one time, he is, uh recovered from COVID and he's over in Clarksville Nursing Home. And uh, anyway, y'all pray for him. He's been a faithful man of God for a long, 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 long time. He's in his 80s now, and uh, he really needs some prayer. I'm going to try to go by and encourage him through the window. So y'all pray. That all works out. I don't know where his room is. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I'll be walking around Clarkville nursing. I'm looking in the windows later. But anyway, uh, any other prayer requests? Yes. I got some things coming
0: up. I'll
1: be for... Amen. I got some unspoken stuff, too. Anybody else? Anything else before we go to the Lord in prayer?
0: Um, just an update on Morgan because people have been asking me. Yes. Um she's doing really, really well. Awesome. Um she started her Sunday school class and everything and she lives there by her dad. So and, and goes to his church. So she's doing really well. Though. Amen. So we've been praying and praise God that everything works out for her. Amen.
1: Well, when you talk to her, send send her our love and okay. and, and our prayers. All right. Well let's go. Anything else? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God to meet with us this morning, speak to our hearts, and deal with these requests. Robert, lead us in prayer. Amen. You be
3: seated.
1: Number 44, I am thine, O Lord.
2: I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy fresh. precious bleeding side there are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea there are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee draw me nearer nearer blessed Lord to the cross where thou Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Amen. 370. 370.
1: I need thee every hour. <sighs>
2: I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, stay thou nearby, temptations lose their power when thou art. Night. I need Thee, oh, I need Thee, every hour I need Thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to Thee, I need Thee every hour, in joy or pain, come quickly and abide, For life is vain. I need Thee. Oh, I need Thee. Every hour I need Thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Thee. I need Thee every hour, Most Holy One. Oh, make me Thine indeed. Thou blessed Son, I need Thee, oh I need Thee, every hour I need Thee, oh bless me now my Savior, I come to Thee, amen,
1: and don't we need Him, I tell you what, every step of the way, <laughs> every step, ain't, you know, we're foolish, we try to do anything without Him, amen, He says, without me, you can do nothing. So it's kind of foolish trying anything, isn't it? All right, let's turn to 196. 196, once we've
2: established that, we just need to keep following. Amen. Down in the valley with my Savior I would go Where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow Everywhere he leads me I would follow, follow on Walking in his footsteps till the crown be won. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I would follow on. Down in the valley with my Savior, I would go. Where the storms are sweeping and the dark waters flow. With his hand to lead me, I will never, never fear. Danger cannot frighten me if my Lord is near. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Everywhere He leads me, I would follow on. Down in the valley or upon the mountain steep, close beside my Savior would my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path that He has trod, up to where they gather on the hills of God. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus, Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I would follow on.
1: Amen. Can't go wrong following him. Amen.
2: To stay The stormy clouds Of darkness Will turn to Brightest day Then let All right While she is passing by But if you stand and wait too long You shall forever die The fare is paid for one and all The captain bids you come Carry you safely home, then cheer my brother, cheer, the trials will soon be over, our loved ones we shall meet, shall meet upon. We're seeking a city to come. The life boats is coming to gather the jewels. Hall,
1: praise God. Take your Bible this morning. Let's turn to John 17. We're going to finish this prayer this morning. (coughs) Amen. And then we'll cross over that brook and we'll enter into the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, girl, you better behave back here. Don't you distract old Leo from listening to that message now. (coughs) He ain't heard nothing since you got in his lap. I guarantee you. (laughs) Amen. Well. I'll tell you what, this, this chapter, I don't know about you, but this chapter has been so rich and so rewarding to me to study and to preach, and I look forward. The closer we get to Calvary, the more intense it gets. It'll be all right.
3: <coughs>
1: she finally got a good look at you, brother. I yeah. thought that's what happened. <laughs>
3: that's, what it is. that's what happened. <laughs> that's what
1: happened. <laughs> Amen. Amen. John chapter seventeen. John chapter
3: seventeen. <laughs> All right. That's that it.
2: <laughs> that
1: it. John seventeen verse twenty five and twenty six this morning. John seventeen, twenty five and twenty six. <coughs> I'm going to back up and read just a little. I ain't going to read the whole chapter like I did last week. We'll begin there in verse 20, and we'll read down through verse 26. Jesus said there, starting in verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. In our text this morning, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. These have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I, in them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before Your throne this morning. Lord, we need You. Father, in this old sin sick world we live in, in this time and day and time we live in, we need a breath. We need the breath of heaven. We need a touch from Thee today. Lord, we need to feel Your presence here this morning. Lord God, words can only go so far. I need the Spirit of God to fill those words. Lord God, our, our people need the Spirit of God to stir in their hearts this morning. Lord, the people who tune in and listen to us this morning, they need the Spirit of God to stir around their heart this morning. And we, we plead for that, Father. Lord, we know we just, we'll just talk and listen, and that's all that will happen unless you show up. So I'm begging you, Father, please send your Spirit. Father, see, please stir around hearts. Lord, if there's any lost in our congregation this morning, any lost and on their way to hell, this be the wake-up call they need. This be the day. This be the time, Lord. Somebody listening in this morning who's lost and on their way to an eternity in the lake of fire, God, wake them up, draw them to the cross, show them that Christ is their all—all all they'll ever need. Father God, help me to preach this morning. Give me Holy Ghost power. I plead with you, Lord, forgive my sins, cleanse my life, get anything out of me that would hinder. Lord God, fill me, control me, speak through me. You get all the glory this morning and all the praise. For it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> oh, righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee. I want you to look this this morning. I'm not going to talk a big talk before we get started. We're just going to jump right into it because you all been with me. And those that had not been here, you can catch on. But again, this is the last prayer that Jesus prays with his disciples. He's praying not only for himself, but he's praying for them specifically. This is the, I mean, this, I, the weight of that just bears down on me when I think about it. I was talking on the way, uh, way to church this morning with Stephanie, and I was talking about, you know, we're about to cross that, uh, the, over that bridge, over the Brook Kidron into the Garden of Gethsemane. We're about to see Jesus uh, go a little bit further, than it, tell them to wait go a little further and kneel down and pray, and great drops of blood break free from his pores and pour out of his body. And I understand, the, the the I don't understand, but I try to understand the great burden that he bore there in the garden with the sin of the world bearing down on him and realizing he was about to have to become sin, something he detested with everything in him. I realize that, but also I wonder about the burden he had out there that night praying with his disciples. You see, he loved his disciples. And he knew what they were going to have to endure. He knows you and he loves you. And he knows the difficulties you face. And he's not just praying for those men standing in that little circle with him. He's praying for me and you. He's praying for every person who will ever come to him and receive eternal life. He's praying for every single one. And he prays, O righteous Father. I want you to notice, first of all, here, the respect he had to his father, the title he gives to him. He says, O righteous Father. But if you'll notice, and I, I didn't even make a note of what verse it is, but back when he prays for their sanctification, he doesn't pray, O righteous Father. He prays, O holy Father. Father. Because when he's referring to their sanctification, which you remember is their separating away from worldliness unto God. He's praying for them to be kept from worldliness, to be kept out of the world, separated from the world, and that's what he wants for you and for me, to stay away from the worldliness, to stay away from the wickedness, which is like a sinkhole. It's like a whirlpool. I want you to understand that. I didn't put that in the message this morning, but it just crossed my mind, so I'm going to share that with you this morning. Sin is very much, God showed me this one time, very much like a whirlpool. And I, maybe you've never seen a whirlpool. The Only one I ever seen was at Silver Dollar City, I think. That they saw. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's not a real one, but but a whirlpool. From what they tell me, you know, it, it, I mean, just logic will tell you if you step into the edge of it, there's not going to be much going on. The water's moving slow out right on the edge of the whirlpool, and so you know, hey, it's not dangerous. We can get in there and enjoy the water flowing. And a little further we go, it's picking up, but it's still okay. And we get a little further and a little further in because we don't realize we're being drawn in. But see, so it seems like a whirlpool. It sucks us in just a little bit at a time, and we think we're okay till all of a sudden our feet are out from under us, and we're gone. That's how sin works. And he, and, and he wants us separated from the world because Christ knows what a danger it is. But when he prays, and so he called him Holy Father back when he prayed for our sanctification, but when he prays for, for our glorification, for their glorification, he calls him Righteous Father. Righteous Father. You realize it's a crown of righteousness which the judge, the righteous judge is going to give. It says right there in Second in Timothy 4.8, it says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. Are you going to love it when Jesus shows up? I'm going to love it when Jesus shows up. I'm not going to be ashamed when Jesus shows up. Are you? I'm not. Hey, listen, the Bible says there's a crown of righteousness if we're looking for him. Amen. Amen. But see, God's righteousness was was at work in the giving out of all that was good, which the Father promised us and which the Son had purchased and provided. I want you to look second thing in this verse. He said, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee. The world hath not known thee. See, the world lays in wickedness, and y'all know that. The world hath not known the ignorance of God runs throughout this world. A lot of, And you know what? For the most part, I think a lot of it is just absolutely willful ignorance. I don't want to know. I I, I watch a lot of videos uh, from, from Ray Comfort, who does his way of the master, and he, he goes and witnesses. A lot of times he does it on, I think it's Muscle Beach out there in California, uh, Venice Beach. And he, he's out there with a loudspeaker. And, and, you know, a lot of people that he talks to, they say they're atheists. They're really I've said this the other day, I'm going to repeat myself, but they're not really atheists. They just would rather not admit God exists because they enjoy their sin and they don't want to have to deal with it. They don't want to come face to face with the reality that there is a righteous God who will judge them for their sin and will send them to an eternity in hell. And they'd rather not think about that. So rather than think about that, they just say, oh, there's no God. And there's a whole world of people out there like that. I mean, listen, there's plenty of them who would rather worship something else than our God. But there's a world full of it. And, and, and you see, Christ mentions that. The world hath not known them. Again, in Ephesians six twelve, it says, for, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And I believe you me, those that are in power right now are, are fueled by the, by the prince of darkness, and they are working hard to bring this world into complete darkness. You and I still are the light in the world. Jesus said, "Ye are the light of the world, and we need to shine with everything in us because this world is growing darker and darker and darker. And in the midst of that kind of darkness, we shine brightly. Christ knew that. He said that when he told us, you're the light of the world. And we're not to cover it with a bushel. We're to put it on a hill, let it shine. But that's the world. The world sits in darkness. It's dead. It's lost. It's empty. And Christ mentions this to show that these disciples need the help of special grace. Because of the necessity of their work. There's lost people everywhere that need Jesus, and we need special grace. We can't do this without Him. We've got to have power from God, and Christ here is praying for that. You understand? Christ is praying for us to have the power to go and complete and finish His ministry. We have to bring light to those who rebel against the light. You understand? Everybody out there that's lost and in darkness or rebelling against the light, we have to bring it to them and show them that that's what they need. They need Christ pleading on our behalf because of the necessity of their work, but also because of the difficulty. It's hard to do. Listen, it's hard work. It's not easy. You say, well, how hard is it? Well, it's, it's not hard. It's actually really not hard at all, but it's hard to get people to do it. It's not really hard to, 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 to care about somebody and to say to them, I want to share with you what God showed me. I want, to sh- I want to give you what God has given me. I want to show you the way of salvation. I want to show you how to miss out on hell for all eternity. I want to show you how to be with God forever and enjoy eternity with Him and love Him and be in His presence and Him love you forevermore. I want to share that with you. It's hard to get people to do that. But Christ is praying God help them because that's what they're going to do. and they're going to go up against a world that's a difficult a difficult mission field. And if it weren't for him, we couldn't do any of it. But it's not us, it's him. So he's praying here for, for, for the Father to keep us. I mean, he's, he's praying for him to protect us as we go about this task. And another reason that he, that he mentions this, It's because they were ready for more of his power. They were ready for more of his courage because they had the knowledge of God that the rest of the world didn't have. And you, my friend, you have the knowledge of God that the rest of the world doesn't have. And therefore, Christ was praying for you to have courage to open your mouth, to speak up, to not just be a... Listen, there's no such thing as a silent witness. Did y'all know that? Some people say, I'd just be a silent witness. That's like my life... Be a witness Well let me tell you something If, I, if somebody ever falsely accuses me of something And I'm on the stand Don't just sit there and be a silent witness You'd be useless for me If you know I'm innocent And, so, and they're trying to charge me with a crime And you just sit there and say I'm just going to smile and be a silent witness Well boy you're a big help And you know what Boy you're a big help to God But that's all you do is sit there and smile and look pretty Listen we're not called to smile sit and look pretty for Christ We're called to be a witness To be a testimony and Christ is praying for that. Amen? <clears> 2 <throat> Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, listen, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. If you have everything you need, and he's supplying everything you need There's no reason why we can't have a good work. There's no reason we can't come to the end of this life and him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He supplied us with everything we need. He has given us his spirit. He has poured it out on us. He's given us his word. He's shown us the mission field. He's pointed us directions, and he's praying for us. But I want you to note something. This prayer is for him, too. The request is not for us, it's for him. Now listen, I want you to look there in verse 25. He said, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. Now, Christ knew everything about the Father. He knew the Father as nobody else ever knew the Father. He knew the hows and the whines of everything the Father has ever done and ever will do. He knew knew his Father's mind in every single matter. There was no disconnect whatsoever. And in this prayer, he comes to the Father in confidence, knowing that it will be answered. He's pleading out blessings for those that are his. He's saying, Father, give this to me because they're mine. And when he said... When he said, the world has not known thee, we would almost expect it to, to to read, but they have known thee, because it said that before in this prayer, but not here. No, it's not about us here. It's about him. He said, you know what? I have known thee. The world has not known me, but Father, I have. I know you, Father.
2: That's all right.
1: Now, these have known. I'm sorry, I didn't jump my, my place. Rich. That that messed me up for a second. Amen. <laughs> but again, let me back up and hit that again. Okay, the world has not known thee, but they, and it's not they have known thee. It's I have known thee. Again, because it's about Him. It's not about us. And you know what that implies? That there's nothing, there's nothing in about us and it's any good that merits anything from God. There's not a single thing about you to make you go to God and say, oh, I hope God answers my prayer. I hope God loves me enough today to answer my prayer. God, It's not about you, my friend. It's about Jesus. He bought you if you're saved. He paid for you. You're his possession. If you're his, you're in him. Jesus is asking for this on his authority, not yours. On His merit, not yours. Everything in our life depends on the Father. Do you realize that? Every single thing in our life depends on God the Father. Everything. And our coming to Him for those things. And that ability for us to even come to God and depend on God comes through Christ's intercession on our behalf. Do you realize that? Everything we have, and we're told to come to the Father through Jesus, right? We're to come to him through Christ, so everything depends on Christ. We're unworthy, but he's worthy. And because he's worthy, we're worthy. There's nothing I didn't get any better since I got saved, okay? I got clean. I got saved. Amen. God doesn't look down at me and say, Oh, Brandon, you're doing so great. I'm like I'm you look, look, he everything is because of Christ. The favours that have been promised to me have been promised to me forever. The blessings that have been promised to me have been promised to me forever. It's just when I when I finally when I finally listen to God and, and quit walking my way and I start paying attention to him, God starts pouring those things out. But he insists upon this request. Why? For his disciples. He said, These have known that thou hast sent me. Okay? He said, I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And by this, we're distinguished from the unbelieving world because we know him. Christ was sent. His grace was offered to us. His grace grace was offered to those disciples back then and multitudes back then. They heard him, but they wouldn't believe that God sent him. But those, those he's praying around there with, they knew it. They believed it, and they weren't ashamed to proclaim it. You hear what I said? They knew it, they believed it, and they were not ashamed to proclaim it. Romans 1.16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then if you look in 2 Timothy 1.8 and then verse 12, it says, be, thou, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You can't do it in your strength. All oh, you serving God, all oh, you're gonna do, you gonna do that in God's power, not in yours. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. He was in jail. But he said, Lord, Lord knows I'm not ashamed to be in jail for the preaching of the cross. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. I know God hadn't turned his back on me, no matter what the circumstances look like. No matter how dire things may look to this body and my flesh, I can tell you right now, God had not turned His back on me, and I'm not going to turn my back on Him. That's what Paul's saying. I may be in a dungeon, but I'm going to proclaim Christ in the dungeon. He proclaimed Him in the palace, and He proclaimed Him in the prison. And you and I, Christ has prayed for us. Good night, we ought to be proclaiming Him. Let me tell you something. To know and believe and live for Jesus Christ in the middle of a world that continues on in ignorance and depravity is highly pleasing to God. When we stand and shine as lights in this old dark world, that pleases God. And you know what else? It'll be rewarded with honor and glory in the world to come. Faithfulness produces favor. Amen. Amen. I want us to look in the next verse, verse 26. I want us to look at the respect he had to his disciples. He said, and I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Let me paraphrase that for you. I have led them into the knowledge of thee, and I'll do it more and more. With this great and kind intention, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. I've taught them about you, Father, and I'm going to continue to reveal you to them. He said, I have declared unto them thy name. And he did that. He did that for his immediate followers. All the time, anywhere he was, anytime he was among them, he made it his business to declare his Father's name. He preached about him. He did miracles. He did all those things. Everything he did was to create a reverence in them, toward God the Father, to honor His Father, to spread the knowledge of His Father. Everything He did was about glorifying and honoring His Father. John 1.18 says, No man hath seen God at any time. Only, the only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him all through His ministry. What's He doing? He's honoring and glorifying the Father. And He did that for us. For all that believe on Him, He declared His Father's name. His name, that's a Hebrew word, that, that word name there, uh, it's, it's Anoma. And what it means is divine majesty and perfection. That's what Christ did. He declared the Father's divine majesty and perfection all through His ministry. He declared it to His disciples. And what has He done in us? Has He not declared it to us through His Spirit? Has He not shown us the Father's divine perfection and majesty? I mean, His disciples, they wouldn't have believed it if Christ hadn't shown it to them because the world was just rocking on the way it was. And Jesus showed up and turned all the attention on the Father. John 14, 6 through 9. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Ye ha- if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And Jesus saith unto him, How have I been with you so long? Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? For he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? That's all he's done is show him the Father. That's all he's done is show us the Father. And that's what he intended to continue to do. Look at what it says. He said, I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it. Acts 1-3, the Bible says, To whom whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and get this, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he chose to instruct them further, after his resurrection, and that's what he did. To bring them into a much better understanding of divine things by the outpouring of his Holy Ghost after his ascension. He gave, he gave the Holy Spirit of God to us. What? To help us to understand him, to understand his workings, to teach us the Word of God, to guide us into all truth, and to all believers. If he shined into your heart, He's to shine more and more every day. Every day. And where Christ has declared his father's name is He's declared He's He's declared the Father in your life. That's what He wants to continue to do. He wants it to abound, to grow. Your understanding of God to grow. You shouldn't ever just get stagnant and say, Okay, I'm gonna park right here. I've gone far than going in the Christian life. Whew, I think I've got it. I'm done now. You make a mistake when you do that. What'll happen? Three things will happen to you. You'll sit, you'll soak, and you'll sour. You'll clabber like buttermilk right in the pew if you decide you're done growing. God intends for you to continue to grow. That's the thing you have in common with the baby Christian. Still got room to grow. Amen? All of us are growing. <clears throat> Luke eight eighteen says, Take heed, therefore, how you hear, for whosoever hath to him shall be given. Listen, I have Christ. You have Christ. Amen. God, you know what? God didn't just give you everything. I mean, I got all the salvation I'm ever going to get the day I got saved. But God didn't give me all of himself that day. He's revealing things to me step by step along the way. uh, There's so much more of God that I ain't even scratched the surface of understanding, and God just reveals it little by little as I go. Those that, need, that know God, those of us who truly know God, you know what? We, we need to know more of him. And we ought to have a desire down in us every day that says, I need to know God. I, sh- I should never say I don't need to learn more. I should never say I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to pray. Oh, you need, you need, need, need. So what, what did he aim in all this? What's the end of I mean, let's, let's sum this prayer up because we're about to come to the end of it. So let, let's, let's just kind of sum it up. What did, what did Christ aim at with this prayer? Well, he wanted, he wanted what? He wanted, he wanted their, their sanctification. He wanted their, their, their protection, and he wanted their, their glorification. But there's two things that, to come out of this, and it's very simple. Christ wanted us to have communion with God. He wanted us to pull up to his table. He wanted us to feel comfortable talking to him and in his presence. Again, I'm going to paraphrase that scripture again. A little different, but the same thing. Therefore I have given them the knowledge of thy name, your divine perfection, that thy love which, with which thou hast loved me may be not only toward them, but in them. He wants us to have the listen. God wants us to be partakers of His love. God wants us to have our beings flooded with agape love, unconditional love that we didn't deserve. We all, listen. One thing I'm liking it too is, you ever just lay out in the sun in a high, on a hot or sit back in a, in a chair and just let the beams of the sun? You can just feel the warmth of it on your skin. You know, we go out on maybe the first summer day, just sit out in the sun, just feel the warmth. It feels so good on your skin. Listen, we we ought to just bask in God's love every day like that. We ought to just get to the Bible and open the Word of God and pray and say, God, speak to me.
2: Speak to me today.
1: Show me your love. Show me yourself. I'm going to tell you something. If you go seek and God will show up and meet you and he will reveal to you himself. God wants you to know him more than you want to know him. Do you understand it? God wants to love you more than you want to be loved. There's always more. We've just scratched the surface down here. We can, our brains ain't big enough to hold it all in at one time. But praise God, we can enjoy it. We can bask in it. We can, we, can, we, can, we can revel in the fact that we're saved. Praise God, hallelujah, I have something money can't buy. I have something that the world can't take away, the devil can't take away, hallelujah. He wants us to be flooded with that love. And secondly, he wants us to know that we can have a comfort in that love. 1 John 2, 3, And hereby do we know that we know him, If we keep his commandments, do you care about pleasing God? Do you want to please God? Do you have a desire to keep his commandments? I know we fail. Listen, God knows we fail. That's not, but there's a desire to. There's a a desire. I want to please God today. I want to do right. Listen, and God, I pray you help me because I can't do it without you. You've got to have that communion with God, or you're going to fail every day. You start you start out the best you want to start out. You can go with the best intentions. You can you can set out with, with the best plans. But unless you unless you ask God to go with you and guide you, you're going to fail. And the devil knows that he just waits for you. He's just waiting. Communion with God is the first one. Oh, I got one more scripture. Romans five, three through five. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Now, this, this, listen, again, God wants to have comfort in his love. Now, listen, I know that doesn't sound like comfort. We glory in tribulations. We're glad when trouble comes. Why aren't we glad when trouble comes? Because we know. All right, all right. We're going to turn them things off before we start. Amen. All right. We glory in tribulations. We we're glad when trouble comes. Why? Because we know that tribulation works patience. When we go through troubles, we have to say, Oh God, I don't know how to handle this, but I'm going to trust you. Oh, this is overwhelming, but God, I'm going to trust you. You're my rock, you're my anchor. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to hold your unchanging hand through this. What does patience do? Patience works experience. Well, I came through that. God got me through that. Praise God. He brought me through it. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I've got experience now. So when the next one comes, I say, okay. Assume the position. Take God's hand. Hold on with everything you got and say, I'm going to make it through this because God got me through the last time. i got experience now. I know what he'll do. And experience brings hope experience. I said, I've I've been through it, so I know the sun's going to shine again, you see. I got confidence in God, because God didn't leave me last time. He won't leave me this time. And hope make it not a shame, because God don't let you down. So you can walk through the next storm and say, I can whistle through this one, because God brought me through the last one unscathed, hallelujah. And even if I drown in this one, I'll be with him in glory, so hallelujah. I'm just going to keep on walking, and I'm going to keep on smiling, because God's with me. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Christ gave us his spirit so that it floods so he floods us with the love of God. So what was the second part? I said he it's really two things he's praying for in all this first is communion with God, but the second one is union with Christ. Notice what he said. The love which thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. There isn't no getting to the love of Christ. I'm sorry. There isn't no getting into the love of God without Christ. You can't get into it. There's no way. He is our main, and you know what? He's our means of remaining there, too. I'm going to tell you something. The devil can't do a thing to my salvation. It ain't based on what the devil can do. It ain't based on what I can do or can't do. It's all based on what Christ did. 1 John 5, 13, one of my favorite verses in the Bible says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know, I love that word, K-N-O-W-A, I, I, I know that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. God wrote the book so we know that. We can trust Jesus, Jesus Christ. We can trust him as our Savior, and we can know. We don't hope or think. I remember standing in Longview, Texas, over on the south part of town in a little black lady's porch. Years and years ago, I could see it in my mind as soon as I said that, and I'm standing there talking with her, and she said, all oh, son, can't nobody know for sure. And I said, Yes, ma'am, First John five thirteen says you can know that you have eternal life. She said, Yeah, but I don't. I said, Ma'am, the Bible says that. That ain't what your preacher said or my preacher. That's what the Bible says. Praise God. He's in me. He ain't leaving. He ain't staying for the weekend. He's permanent resident. 1 John, I read that. 2 Corinthians 121. That's the one I was looking for. Now he which establisheth us with you is Christ. I'm sorry. Now, he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and hath given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Now, get all that. He anointed us. In other words, he qualified us. Amen. He sealed us. We're sealed. The devil can't get through that seal. Do you realize that? Hey, listen, I'm in Christ's hand. Christ said, I and the Father are one, so we're in, we're in His hand too. We're in the Father and the Son's hand, and we're sealed by the Spirit of God under the day of redemption. How in the world is the devil going to break through that? Well, he can't, and I glory in that. And you ought to glory in that and find comfort in that, amen? In that union with Christ, that can't ever be broken, ever. That earnest of the Spirit... When you buy a house, they say, well, if you're going to buy it, the bank says, well, you're going to have to put down some earnest money. What does that mean? That means, hey, listen, if the house is $100,000, I've got to put down $20,000 to show them that I'm serious about buying this house. And guess what? When you put that earnest money down, you change your mind, you don't get the earnest money back. You just lost that. Listen, that's how I know. Hey, That's how I know ain't nothing can take away my salvation because God put his spirit in me, and he ain't going to lose his spirit. His spirit don't go to hell. Hallelujah, I'm saved forevermore, praise God. Sealed and saved forevermore. It's Christ in us that is the only hope of glory that will not make us ashamed. Colossians 1.27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you know it's the glory of the Redeemer to rest in the redeemed? to dwell in the redeemed. This is is what Christ has wanted all along. This is why he died. To have us, to be with him, his people. He wants us. Amen? That's his plan. That's been his plan all along, to have us with him. And that's his rest forever when we're all together. That's his desire. That's what Christ desires, and that's what Christ is pleading for. Listen to me, pleading for with his eleven standing around him. with his hand, I'm assuming his hands and his head raised toward heaven saying, Father, this is what I want for them to be with me and for you to give them all that they need and for me to be in them forevermore. So let's make sure that we've been united with him this morning. Are you in Christ? Is Christ in you?
2: Only you know. I don't
1: know. Only you know. But I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't dare go one more second without Christ. I wouldn't dare chance it one more night without Jesus. You never know when it's going to be too late. But listen to me, friends. If you have been saved, if you are in Christ, then take comfort in the fact that He is your intercessor. And He ever liveth to make intercession. For his saints. He did it that night, right before his crucifixion the next morning. And he still listen, that prayer that prayer that we've we've just been studying, that prayer came to an end, but I want to tell you something. He doesn't ever stop praying for us. That's what the Bible says. He ever liveth to make intercession. Satan can Satan can say, But God, look at what they've done, Jesus says, But I look at my hands and my feet, Father. Look at my hands, look at my feet. He ever liveth. Let me say to you this morning, because these people listen in, and I don't know everybody's heart in here this morning. I think I do, but I don't know for sure. Let me tell you something. If you if you died today and you could die today, they listen, you, you look in the newspaper, these people die of all ages all the time. If you die today, where are you gonna spend eternity? Are you going out into eternity knowing Resting in Jesus and saying, I know that I'm saved and I know that I believed on him. He shed blood. I'm not trusting that I'm good enough to get to God. I'm not trusting anything about me or any religious experience I ever had. I'm trusting the fact that I have believed upon the only begotten of the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I trust in him completely and wholly to take me to heaven when I die. If that's you, then hate we're, we're, we're saved, hallelujah. But if you can't honestly say that in your heart, you need to come to the realization that you're on your way to hell. And there's no denying that, because the only way in is that you come through Christ. You come to him in humility and say, I need you to save my soul because I'm a sinner. All a person has to do is admit it and receive it. Turn from it and receive it. God, please. Save my soul. I trust your son. I believe. Let's stand together. We're going to turn in our song book to number seventeen. I urge you do business with God today. Whether you need to whether you need to come down to this altar and pray. You need me to pray with you. Whatever your need is today, let me tell you something. God has an answer for it. God can satisfy the desire of your heart, the need of your soul. Come to him today. Pour out your burdens. Get down on your knees here and tell God all about it. God has an answer. Where you stand, if that's where you need to do it, but tell God about it. Lay it all on his throne on his altar. Let's pray. Father, we come before you now and we ask you, Lord, Holy Ghost of God. We pray the Holy Ghost of God would work in our presence in our midst. Oh pray you stir your people. Lord, draw us into a closer relationship with you. Father, we're going to need your strength and your courage in the days to come. We need it every hour. We need as we sang this morning, we need you every hour. Please, Lord, give us what we need. Lord, bring us to the point where we realize we need to humble ourselves and come to you. Father, we ask you now, move during this song of invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have
2: thine own way, we say, sing. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou At last
1: stanza says, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. That means, Lord, I'm just taking my hands off the controls, and I'm letting you drive. I'm letting you have it.
2: Fill with thy spirit
1: till all shall see only Christ. Always living in me. That's my desire. That was Christ's desire, too. That's what he's praying for. And with God, we'd all get on board and say, that's what I want, too. More about Jesus. More about Jesus. Amen. Glad you came to church this morning. I pray the Lord will bless you this afternoon, and I hope you'll be back here at 6. We're going to be back in the commandments of Christ concerning our character. And uh, it ought to be good tonight. Amen.
3: All right. Any word
1: from anybody? And thankful we dismiss? Don't forget Wednesday night. We're gonna, we're gonna hitch Don and Anya. I mean Dan. I'm sorry. I, I just couldn't remember your name, brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yep. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hitch them together. Amen. Looking forward to that. Amen. Any, huh? Really? Well, you're gonna be really strapped to buy presents next year. Huh? You're gonna have to buy double.
3: Well, oh, you are, I'm telling
1: you. We'll all try to help you remember. We'll all try to work and help you remember, brother. All right. Anything from anybody before we dismiss? All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessing. And, and Lucas, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Honor
3: having you this morning.
1: Lord,
3: we've had a, a good time in your house. Lord, so we thank you for uh, your man that stands and preaches your word. Uh, Lord, hold, hold everyone to count uh, Lord, I appreciate that I have to be Father, those who didn't be newer and fewer in this world, But want to thank you that. Yes. Uh, court I want to thank you that you have a friend of your quarter family. Yeah, we are. Church, love, community, and I apologize for the scared here. To pray, Lord, uh, to help us listen to your word as it's been preached. And uh, maybe in our lives, Christ's team and all us, that Father be with us as we this Lord, us back Lord, for, for, for myself and mercy give us their destination. I would love you.